Buck Rogers in the 25th century was the earliest space hero. He was sighted on November 7, 1932. It was also adapted from the comics, in which a boy winds up in the fifth dimension and awakens five centuries later. Normal happening, right? And he wound up on the planet of uh, Niagara. I believe that uh, planet had a moon that circled it, and it was called the Falls. Niagara Falls. I love stories about sound effects, and Buck Rogers has a unique one. You see, they needed to come up with the sound of a rocket, Buck's rocket, roaring through space. Of course, as there is no air in space, there is no sound. But a sound engineer used a malfunctioning air duct on the 21st floor of the studio building in New York City. No one had been able to silence that air duct. So the sound engineer, his name was Irving Reese, placed a microphone in front of the air duct and listeners were on board Rogers' spaceship zooming through eternity. And to get the opening sound of Buck Rogers in the 25th century, which was an echo when the man said, Century, E, 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 the announcer, Paul Douglas, shouted it into an open piano and the strings vibrated it. How clever. Listen. Buck Rogers in the 25th century. After Buck Rogers came Flash Gordon. Now, Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon were considered to be adult in the sci-fi fantasy programs. Listeners, fans, believers, whatever, they listened with a bit of disdain to later space fantasies like Tom Corbett's Space Cadet and Space Patrol with Commander Buzz Corey and his junior sidekick Happy, whose favorite expletive was smoking rockets. That was pretty much the list of the radio sci-fi adventures. Because you see, they were more popular as movie serials, comic books, and TV. Because the audience could see the flashy rockets, laboratories, blinking control panels, that created the sci-fi appeal in the 1940s, the late 40s, and in the 50s. Well, I bet you think you're going to hear Buck Rogers, Flash Gordon, or Tom Corbett. No, no, no. It's another episode of Space Patrol entitled The Scavenger of Space. And it is from January 24, 1953, a time when the program was also seen on television. That happened from 1950 to 55. They actually used the same skits. And this series actually built up quite a large adult audience. In 1954, The program consistently ranked in the top 10 shows broadcast on Saturdays. And now, The Scavenger of Space, rebroadcast here on Heirloom Radio. My name is John Lovering, and I thank you for listening. Wheat Checks, Rice Checks, and Good Hot Ralston present Space Patrol! High adventure in the wild, vast reaches of space. Missions of daring in the name of interplanetary justice. Travel into the future with Buzz Corey, Commander-in-Chief of the Space Patrol! 
In today's transcribed adventure, Buzz and Happy are in the mountains of Venus, approaching a cabin where three criminals are hiding. They're walking toward a metal bridge across a deep chasm. I wonder if they've seen us, Commander. They may have. This way, they won't have as much warning as if we'd landed our ship near the cabin. All right, quickly, across the bridge. Wow, that's sure a deep gorge. At least 300 feet. Commander, the bridge is giving way. Run for the other side. My feet are slipping. I'm going to fall. We'll be back in just a moment with today's Space Patrol story, The Scavenger of Space. Hi, gang. Captain Dick Tufeld reporting. And Captain Jack Nars reporting. We're going to tell you all about those wonderful new Space Patrol space binoculars. We're going to tell you how to get them, how to use them, what they look like, what they do, the fun you can have with them, the thrills you can have with them. Space Patrol space binoculars. Gang, you can see way, way off in the distance with them. People, houses, and cars, blocks and blocks away, look nearer, bigger, clearer. You wear them on your head just like outer space headgear. They stick out from your eyes a full three and a half inches. Makes you look like a strange person from another planet. Wear them when you're watching sports. And when you play Space Patrol. Spot airplanes in the sky. Spot your dad coming home from work while he's still way, way down the block. Have fun with them no matter where you go. One end magnifies, makes faraway objects look close. The other end does a switcheroo, makes close objects look far away. Not flimsy celluloid goggles or a mask, but real solid plastic binoculars with a beautiful leather-like trimming. Giant size, too. Five inches wide, five inches long. The greatest value ever offered on Space Patrol. But we can only offer it for a limited time. Now, to get a pair, do this. Buy a box of Instant Ralston. Then, with your name and address, send 25 cents in coin and an Instant Ralston box top to Space Patrol, Box 686. St. Louis, Missouri. This offer good only in the USA and may be withdrawn at any time. That's Space Patrol, Box 686. St. Louis, Missouri. In Lowell City, on the planet Mars, is the head office of Carlisle McRae, president of a very profitable interplanetary business, the business of reclaiming and repossessing metals and chemicals. At this moment... He's sitting at his desk, looking over reports from his branch superintendents on the various planets. The door of his office opens, and a young man enters. Immediately, Carlisle McRae's frown turns to a deep scowl. Larry, what are you doing here? Ah, my big business brother, Carlisle. <laughs> How's the old junk man? Don't use that expression to me. Why, Carlisle, everybody calls you the junk man. That is, except those who call you the scavenger of space. It's a term of respect for your great business abilities. Get out of the office. Oh, now, take it easy. Wait till I show you something. Have a look at this. What's this, a list of your debts? Oh, that's unkind. No, brother, it's an itemized catalog of intended purchases. Materials which the United Planets government will be buying from private firms during the coming year. What? Why, that's classified information. You stole it. Of course. But if you don't want it, I'll take it back. Wait a minute. You deliberately took these secret papers out of the pile. Now you will be in a jam. Oh, no, I won't. You fool, you're an employee. When they find out it's missing, you'll be the first one they'll suspect. And then I'll be ruled. Brother of a thief. Carlisle, why don't you shut up for a change and just listen? In the first place, I didn't take them out of the files. And no one will suspect me because I went on leave of absence from the commission office 
three days before the papers were taken. Then how did you get them? I'm trying to tell you. The head of my department's an incompetent character named Donald Hall. Yes? He can't keep up with his work during office hours, and he, he doesn't want the higher-ups to find out. So he's been taking some of his work home with him at night. And you hijacked him one night and took the papers. Yeah, you catch on quick. Does he know you did it? No. If this ever gets out that my brother's a crook, I'll never get another government contract. It can't get out. Hall himself won't let it. How do you mean? Don't you see? It's against security regulations to take secret documents out of the building. Now, Donald Hall isn't going to admit he violated regulations, so he'll cover up the theft somehow to protect himself. Hmm. You know, Larry, perhaps I've misjudged you. Thanks, Carlisle. Now, if you uh, think this information can be of use to you... Of use? <laughs> oh, why, we can clean up. Now, I suppose you'll be needing a little money. Sit down and let's work out a deal. Donald Hall's office is over there, Happy. Oh, I see it, Commander. United Planets Purchasing Commission. Mr. Hall seemed very upset about something, but he wouldn't tell me what it was over the phone. Mr. Hall? Commander Corey, something awful has happened. Oh, uh, can I speak freely? It's all right. This is Cadet Happy. How do you do, Mr. Hall? Uh, fine, fine. Uh, Commander, I want to show you something. Will you come this way, please? All right. Come on, Happy. Uh, these filing cabinets. Uh, this morning I opened this one to get some documents and uh, found this. Well, it's sort of a soupy pulp. Exactly. What is it? This drawer is supposed to contain classified information. Somebody has apparently poured acid in here and converted all those papers to this soggy, indistinguishable mess. Who has access to this file? Uh, why, uh, all of the employees in my section. 18, to be exact, uh, including myself. Why would anyone do a thing like this? Well, it's obviously sabotage. A deliberate destruction of these documents. Perhaps. We'll find out which with the brainograph. Uh, brainograph? Yes, I'll put all of your employees through a brainograph test. If they know anything about this, it'll show up. Are they available for a test? Why, yes, yes. Uh, except one. He's away on a leave of absence. He's been gone for several days. We'll test him anyway. If he's innocent, he hasn't anything to worry about. Who is he? Larry McRae. I believe he went to Mars. Lowell City, to be exact. We'll look him up. All right, now if you'll show me an index of those destroyed documents and a list of your employees. All right, Larry. Here's an advance on the money we agreed on. Thanks, Carlisle. Now listen, don't spend it. Don't do anything to arouse suspicion. When your leave is over, go back to Terra and your job with the Purchasing Commission. Understand? Sure, sure. Look, I'll pick up a couple of things in the next room. Be right back. Now, don't worry about a thing. McRae, go ahead. Mr. McRae, you don't know me, and please don't ask any questions. I have some vital information concerning your brother, Larry. My brother? Yes, oh, sir. Let's have it. Uh, he is to be questioned about some documents which were destroyed in the office where he works on Terra. Documents? What documents? Please, no questions. Just listen. I happen to know that the Space Patrol is putting all employees of the purchasing section to a brainograph test. Why do you think my brother would be concerned? Just who is this? Uh, naturally, Mr. McRae, I don't suspect your brother of any wrongdoing. This is just a friendly tip. For all I know, he may welcome a brainograph test. I have no doubt that he will. Well, in that case, he can get a free trip back to Terra. Commander Corey is coming to get him right away. Uh, goodbye, Mr. McRae. Who was that? I don't know, but you're in a jam. Corey's coming here to give you a brainograph test. What? 
I can't face that. The, the whole thing would come out. I've got a place on Venus where you'll be safe. You can take one of my ships. I'll blast off right away. Now wait, you'll need some more money. It's in a safe at the chemical lab near the spaceport. I'll give you the address and the combination to the safe. Take the diagonal ramp at the next corner, Happy. It's the surface car cutoff lane to Sector C of Lowell City. Right, Commander. And Carlisle McRae's company's on Avenue R? That's correct. Well, if Larry McRae is involved in this sabotage, he wouldn't have gone right to his brother's place of business. Well, maybe not. At least he hasn't made it difficult for our Martian agents to locate him. But Larry may have some subconscious knowledge of subversive activity in the purchasing section. The brainograph will reveal it. Well, we certainly didn't get anything from the other employees. Space Patrol Unit Headquarters, Lowell City, Mars, calling Commander Corey in surface car 294. This is Commander Corey. Go ahead. Agent L-47 has just reported that Larry McRae has left his brother's office and is headed down Lowell Freeway toward the spaceport. Do you have McRae's vehicle number? Yes, Commander. LP-145H92. Uh, I've just been handed a new report. McRae's surface car has taken lane 7 on the Civic Center Cloverleaf. That would take him west of the spaceport. Dispatcher, inform Agent L-47 that I'll follow through personally on McRae. Relieve all other agents on McRae case until further notice. Corey out. Turn off the ramp at the next cutoff, Happy. It'll take us into lane 7 south of the Cloverleaf. I've sighted Larry McRae's surface car, Hap, through the space binoculars. It's a blue one, a quarter of a mile ahead of us. Oh. Oh, yeah, the one turning off the main lane? Yes. It leads to an industrial plant of some kind, a very small one. Our friend Larry McRae could be running an errand for his brother. Okay, Happy, follow him into the plant yard. Well, let's go, Happy. Larry just went inside the building. Yes, sir. Say, this plant doesn't seem to be in operation, Commander. It's one of Carlisle McRae's properties, all right. McRae Synthetics, the sign says. Well, I thought he was chiefly in the junk business. Only in a very general sense. Not in this room. Must have gone through toward the rear of the building. What do you want? Are you Larry McRae? Why, uh, yes. I'm Commander Corey. What do you want with me? Mr. McRae, a file drawer full of documents has been destroyed at the Purchasing Commission offices back on Terra. I, uh... I don't know anything about it, Commander. Your department head, Mr. Hall, told us you'd left Terra before the sabotage occurred, but we'd like to give you a brainograph test. What for? If you don't think I had anything to do with it. All the other employees have taken the tests. There's a possibility that subconsciously you might have a slight clue that would point to the guilty party. Uh, what if I refuse to take the test? If you're innocent, why should you refuse? But in a case of this kind, I'm afraid you don't have any choice, McCray. Oh, yes, I do. Commander, he's got a ray gun. I'll take that gun, McCray. You need some help, Commander? No, thanks, Happy. Wow. What a sock, Commander. I'd say Larry McCray had a lot more to do with those destroyed documents than Hall thought. Yeah, I remember what you said in Hall's office about the sabotage being used to cover up a theft. Looks like you sure were on the right vector with that one, sir. Keep an eye on him, Happy. I'm going to phone Space Patrol headquarters here in the city and arrange for them to take Larry back to Terra right away. Now, I'll watch him, sir. Oh, oh, my 
jaw. Well, you'll be okay, Larry. Uh, you can get up if you want to, but don't try anything. Now, look, get this straight. I didn't destroy any documents. Yeah? Then you were a chump for pulling that gun on the commander. You sure look guilty now. I'm being framed. Donald Hall is, is trying to put the blame on me to cover up for his own mistakes. That's it. What was that noise? Who else is in this building? Nobody. Sounded like a door. Who's there? It's me. All right, Larry. Go out the other door. Hey, who Quickly. are you? Where, where the mask? It would be inconvenient if I were recognized. Oh, I know my brother sent you. Yes. Carlisle got a tip that the space patrol was on its way here. Get ready to run when I break this bottle. Oh, what is it? A very powerful gas. A few whips of this and the cadet will be taken care of for good. Oh. Now, hurry up. Oh. He's coming too. Stand back. Come on, Larry. Let's go. <coughs> Commander, I... <coughs> Commander! <laughs> we'll be back with Space Patrol in just a moment. Here's a secret Buzz Corey wants you to know about. The secret of how space patrollers get a rip-roaring start in the morning. Here's what they do. They eat a breakfast that supercharges them. A power breakfast with one of the three checkerboard super cereals, Rice Chex, Wheat Chex, and Instant Ralston. Chex, they're the super cereals with that modern bite-sized design. The cereals with a swell new taste that you'll like right off the reel. Now, to warm up your motor, there's Instant Ralston, the hot super cereal. Has a heart of wheat flavor you'll really go for. So now you know how space patrollers get that rip-roaring morning start. Gang, get a flying start yourself every morning. Sit down to a nourishing breakfast with a checkerboard super cereal and get supercharged. Rice checks, wheat checks, and good hot Ralston. They're the super cereals that help to supercharge you. Larry McRae, an employee of the United Planets Purchasing Commission, has waylaid his office manager and stolen some secret documents. The minor executive, Donald Hall, has not reported the theft, but has told Commander Corey an entire drawer full of documents has been destroyed by acid. When Buzz Corey and Cadet Happy stopped Larry McRae for routine questioning, he resisted arrest and was knocked out by the commander. But while Happy was guarding Larry, a mysterious masked man attacked the cadet and after bursting a bottle of poisonous chemicals, helped Larry McRae escape. Right now, Happy is lying on the floor, nearly overcome by the deadly fumes. Commander. Okay, Happy, bring McRae out. Happy! Commander, don't try to talk now. Wait till we hit the fresh air. Through. Well, take a few deep breaths before you try to talk. So what happened in there? How did Larry get away? 
Somebody socked me. I think he was wearing a mask, and then that gas started burning my lungs. Somebody must have been tipped off that we were after, Larry McRae. I, I think I can stand up now, sir. Good. We'll broadcast an alarm for Larry. Then we'll have a talk with his brother, Carlisle. I don't know who you are, but thanks for the help. Just keep driving. And don't look around toward the back seat. I'm keeping my head down so no one will see this mask. Hey, did my brother give you any new instructions about what I'm supposed to do? I, uh, what did he tell you before? To take one of his spaceships to a place on Venus, the Zarkran Mountains. You know, the hunting lodge near Lake Nazra. Oh, yes. You go ahead and do that, just as your brother said. Oh, fine. Sure lucky you rescued me from Corey. A brainograph test would show right off that I slugged Hall in his apartment and stole the documents. You? Slugged Donald Hall? Didn't Carlisle tell you that part? Hey, maybe I'm speaking out of turn. I thought you knew. Uh, yes, I know. I know the whole thing. Larry dug down the side street and into an alley. I'm getting out. I get it. You don't want anybody to see you when you remove that mask. Sure. Can't take any chances, you know. Who are you? I want you to return a favor I just did you and your brother. Uh, what do you mean? I just rescued Larry McRae from Commander Corey and the cadet. You aren't referring to a phone call tip-off by any chance? Something else, too. Larry was under arrest when I interfered. Oh, and what favor do you want? The documents Larry stole from a certain Donald Hall. Are you crazy? Why, those are worth a fortune to me. They're worth more to me. My good reputation. I don't get it. Just... Who are you? I am Donald Hall. What? Then this yarn you told the Space Patrol about a lot of documents being destroyed... Yes, it was just merely to cover up the loss of papers your brother took from me. I had no idea he was the guilty party until a few minutes ago. Now, Hall, I'm sure we can work out a deal together. Give me those documents! You wouldn't use that gun, Hall. I didn't hesitate to get rid of a Space Patrol cadet. Why would I hesitate to eliminate a character like you? Now get the papers. All right, Hall. They're locked in this cabinet. No tricky stuff, you know. Oh, don't worry. Hurry. I, I haven't much time. They're right in here. By the way, my brother must have been surprised when you appeared to rescue him. He didn't know who it was. I wore a mask. A mask? Yes, this one. Mm, I see. Uh, not taking any chances, are you? The papers, if you please. Oh, sure. Sure, here they are. Thanks. Uh, yeah. yes, these are the ones, all right. Are you uh, with a little strip? I warn you. Uh, uh, try to outfox me, will you? Now I'm going to Venus and really take care of your brother. Oh. Oh. Who's there? A space patrol. Oh, come in. McCrane, I'm Commander Corey. This is Cadet Happy. Yes, Commander. Sir, look at his head. What happened? Uh, uh, nothing. Just a fall, but very clumsy of me. Seems to be a lot of clumsiness lately. You didn't get that many bruises from one fall. Who did it? I, I tell you, I, I fell. I get dizzy spells. All right, have it your way. We came here to find out where your brother was headed after he left that chemical plant of yours near the spaceport. My brother? Why, I haven't the slightest idea. Did he come back here? I told you, I, I don't know. Commander, look at this. I found it on the floor. Oh, a mask. Do you wear this at work, Carlisle? It's a dust rag. A dust rag with eye holes. Hand it here, Happy. Yes, sir. It has a strange 
pungent odor, a very powerful and unpleasant smell the mask, Happy. Ooh, that's the same smell as that chemical back there where I got slugged. Exactly. Carlisle, either you rescued your brother or the man who did came here afterward and dropped that mask. Probably in a fight with you. I don't know anything about it. Uh, the mask, I mean. All right, Carlisle. If you don't want to press charges against the man who attacked you, that's your affair. Come on, Happy. Yes, sir. Sorry to have bothered you, Mr. McRae. Goodbye, Corey. Commander, he must know something. Can't you arrest him? I could, on suspicion. Did you notice that open file cabinet with the papers disarranged? Yes, sir. Whoever dropped that mask could have come to Carlyle's office after some papers. Probably the papers Larry stole. Yeah, and by the looks of Carlyle, the other guy got him. I think I know who that other guy might be. Huh? Who? While I was talking to Lowell City Space Patrol, I learned that Donald Hall is here on Mars. Oh? Yes, it seems he came to consult a certain doctor. Well, what's our next move, sir? Well, for one thing, we'll just keep an eye on Carlisle McRae. If he makes a move, we'll follow him. Any reports since I've been out of the office, Happy? Not on Carlisle McRae, sir. He's still at his office, according to the last report from our agent five minutes ago. Space Patrol calling Commander Corey. Corey here, go ahead. Carlisle McRae is preparing to leave Mars, Commander. Our agent at the spaceport reports that McRae's private cruiser is being given a pre-flight check by his chief engineer. We'll blast off ahead of him and pick him up after he leaves Mars. Corey out. Let's get to our ship, Happy. I picked him up, sir. Let him get on his vector. Then we'll trail him. Setting his ship down about a mile from Lake Nazra. Carlisle sure picked a good hideout for his brother. If we hadn't trailed him here, we never could have found it. There are two other ships down there, near what looks like a mountain lodge. Two ships? Yes. There's a deep gorge near the lodge with a bridge across it. We'll set our ship down near the side of that hill and sneak up on them across the bridge. Just a minute, Carlisle. Come in. I recognize your ship. Hey, what's wrong? Plenty. What's that other ship doing out there? Oh, that. Uh, I've got a guest. Donald Hall. I thought so. He came to my office, got the documents, and knocked me out. Where is he? Tied up in the back room. He came here to be sure I'd never be able to expose him in a brainograph test. But um, I managed to get the first blow. We've got to get rid of Hall. He's as dangerous to us as you are to him. I suggest... Larry, look out the window. Huh? Two space patrolmen. Right. That's Corey and the cadet. Corey's smarter than I gave him credit for. What are we going to do? Now, don't get panicky. They're still on the other side of the gorge. The bridge control. Drop the bridge so they can't get across. Now, let me handle it. Wait just a few seconds more. I wonder if they've seen us, Commander. They may have. But this way, they won't have as much warning as if we'd landed the ship near the lodge. All right, quickly, across the bridge. Wow, that's sure a deep gorge. At least 300 feet. Commander, the bridge is giving way. Run for the other side. My feet are slipping. I'm going to fall. I've got you, Happy. Grab the railing. Hang on tight. 
Uh, sure, I'd lose my grip. Sure lucky you grabbed me. It was close for both of us. The bridge is hanging straight down. Climb up the railing, hand over hand. Use the braces as a ladder. All right, sir. We're about ten feet from the top. Well, that takes care of them. Yeah. They'll never survive that 300-foot drop to the bottom of the gorge. Neither will Donald Hall. Oh, is that what you're going to do with him? Yes. There isn't time for anything more fancy. Let's get him. Okay. I'll have to get you a new hiding place. Ah, oh, the McCray brothers. Hurry! That's right. You're both under arrest. We'll see about that. Happy take care of Larry. Yes, sir. Try this for size, Larry. No. And now, Carl, let's see how tough you really are. Oh, God. That's enough, Corey. I've had enough. Okay. Have you got Donald Hall here? Yes. Yes, he's in the back room. See for yourself. I'll do it, sir. Uh, he's here all right, sir. All tied up. Commander, you've got to listen to me. I didn't steal any documents. Honest, I merely took them home to catch up. You could have kept yourself out of a worse jam by telling me that at first. Now, there are quite a few counts against you, including freeing of an official prisoner and an attack on a cadet of the Space Patrol. Say, you know, Commander, as a cadet, I can say that this is probably the only time I ever heard of anybody getting into trouble by doing too much homework. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> An exciting preview of next week's thrilling Space Patrol adventure in just a moment. But first, gang, this is Captain Dick Tufeld. And Captain Jack Nars. And we're going to tell you once again how to get a pair of those wonderful new Space Patrol space binoculars that you can see way off in the distance with. A pair of space binoculars exactly like Commander Corey uses. Now, you don't hold them in your hand. You wear them on your head like outer space headgear. You'll look like a boy or girl from Mars because space binoculars stand out from your eyes a full three and one-half inches. Yes, sir, space binoculars are not just little goggles made out of flimsy celluloid. And they're not just a little mask made out of cardboard. Space binoculars are big, full-size, four-power binoculars. Five inches wide, five inches long, made out of solid black plastic with a bright red leather-like trimming. Remember, they make objects blocks and blocks away look clearer and closer, four times closer. You can watch airplanes in the sky, study birds in the trees, watch squirrels at close range, spot your dad coming home from work, and do hundreds and hundreds of other things with them all year long. Absolutely the greatest value ever offered on Space Patrol. But we can only offer it for a limited time. Now, here's how to get a pair. Buy a box of Instant Ralston. Then, with your name and address, send 25 cents in coin and an Instant Ralston box top to Space Patrol, Box 686, St. Louis, Missouri. Gang, if you don't think your binoculars are tops, return them and we'll return your money. That's Space Patrol, Box 686, St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> And now, a preview of next week's exciting Space Patrol adventure. Two criminals are holding Tonga in the sub-cellar of a Venus skyscraper. As Buzz and Happy advance toward the men, they pass a large ventilating tunnel covered with a metal screen. One of the men throws a switch, and behind the screen, the blades of a giant fan start to whirl. They've turned the ventilator fan on. Rush them, Happy. Yes, sir. I can't stay on my feet. Keep away from the grating. Move. The air blast pulled me against the grating. It's got me, too. Try to pull loose, Happy. The wind's too strong. Commander, the grating is sliding up. Pull, Happy. Pull hard. If we don't get out of this tunnel, we'll be pulled into the fan. 
Be sure to be with us next Saturday for the exciting story, The Top Secret D-Ray, when Wheat Checks, Rice Checks, and Good Hot Ralston again present Space Patrol! Space Patrol, an original Mike Moser production starring Ed Kemmerer as Commander Corey and Lynn Osborne as Cadet Happy, was written by Lou Houston and directed by Larry Robertson. Other players were Ken Mayer, Norman Jolly, and Bela Kovach. Dick Tufel speaking. Now, don't forget to tune in next Saturday and every Saturday when Wheat Checks, Rice Checks, and Good Hot Ralston again present the new exciting Space Patrol. And be sure to see another exciting Space Patrol program on your local ABC TV station. Consult your newspaper for time and channel. Space Patrol comes to you drive from Hollywood. This is ABC Radio Network. <laughs>